life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. Today, my guest is Corinne Antigua. She was born in Chile, but raised in the United States. She's bilingual, and she's working on her third language. She's a business owner with her husband and a road-schooling mother of four. Corinne, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'm just curious, the first time I had ever heard that term road-schooling was when you used it when I first met you. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how did you end up now traveling, business owner, and road schooling mom? Yeah. So a few years ago, I've always loved to travel. So I uh, was born in Chile and raised in the United States, but I had the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico and study abroad in Chile and and, uh, see family there and things like that. And so I had always loved to travel. But, you know, you kind of just settle into that mom role and you think, oh, yeah, traveling is for after when the kids are older and you've done things in life that you're supposed to be doing, things like that. And uh, so about four years ago, it was around like February, I just remember stumbling upon some families that were talking about doing RV traveling. And I was like, oh, families do this? And cause I thought that it was just the people that were older, retired and things like that. And so then when I found that there was Facebook groups where they had so many families doing it, I was like amazed and intrigued. And so I was looking into it and I was studying it out. And I was kind of like at first kind of nervous about sharing with my husband because I wasn't sure how he would take it because he's kind of more of like a homebody. And so I was like, well, we'll see what he says, you know, after I had really looked into it. And I kind of showed him different RVs and and what people do and and telling him about them like living in them. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I was like, okay. So he was good with the idea. And so then I started telling him, like, you know, what if we did that? And so we kind of just had this discussion and we were looking at the different types of models and things like that, trying to figure out how we would go about it. And the big question that all traveling families have is how do you create an income that's not dependent on a location? And so the more I thought about it, I was thinking, oh, man, we need to find some type of remote work where you can work online and things like that. And supposedly with computers, it's really easy to do that. And so, because he has lots of years of experience and things like that and certifications. And so we thought we we could find something that he could work for. And so so we kept like applying to jobs and looking online and nothing fit right. So it was either like he was overqualified or underqualified, or it just wasn't exactly what we were looking for. And then last year, we traveled across the U.S. with the kids and someone, you know, had mentioned to us that, you know, we should probably have a website for helping people with computers. And then we kind of thought, well, maybe we'll just create our own business. And so it kind of started off from there. And then it's kind of been evolving this last year to what it is today. But after talking about it for so many years, like I just kept looking for a way to make it happen. You know, I was kind of frustrated looking at the finances because I thought that they had to be a certain, you know, level to be able to do it. And I just remember earlier this year, you know, I was thinking about it and I was kind of, you know, sad because it wasn't happening again. And I was even kind of like, I was praying and everything. I'm like, you know, I really want to do this. This thought is just not coming out of my mind. Like, I just want to 
just do it. And I just had this impression that was like, if you want, you can still do it. And, you know, you can do it. And I was like, okay, well, our finances are not where they should be to be able to support us in this. But then I started like running numbers and then looking at the prices of the RVs and things like that. And then I thought, you know, we can do this. And so then I kind of presented it to my husband and he started helping me find, you know, the one that he felt comfortable with to live in. And we found one in California that we like. First, we had some that we found in, in Virginia that we thought were nice. But we were in Utah. We're like, oh, how do you get it? And then he, that one was not available. So then he found one in California. And I remember it was like early March of this year. And uh, he was like, well, this one would be good. And so then we kind of went to the bank and saw if we would be allowed. We, we didn't even have credit. Like we haven't had credit before because I was always nervous about it. And I don't know, things kind of built up to the point where it was just right for us to be able to get it. And so we actually found it. I don't remember exactly what day we found it, but we ended up in like a three-day period. Him flying out to California, then driving it back to Utah. And so then he brought it to us. And then from there, we started preparing ourselves to move out. And so in June of this year, of 2019, we like left the house we were renting and we just sold everything uh, that was excess and then loaded up the RV. And we actually spent the summer in Utah and Idaho. And then now this last few weeks ago, we traveled across to uh, Virginia. But what's been amazing is that there are so many things to see and there's so many places to experience. And I always felt like, because we were already homeschooling, that was something that I had felt like we needed to do. But I just felt like I wanted them to not learn about the Grand Canyon, you know, in a book. I wanted them to be there and touch it and like experience it. And it's been so amazing because on our travels, just being in the locations, the kids have gotten learning experiences that I, you know, would not ever ever happened in school. So like, you know, one time we were at a park, a fishing hook stuck in its foot. And so what they did was someone was there and they like, you know, asked us, do you have this tool? And then we have everything in the RV. So they're like, yeah. And so they asked us to help them with this tool. And what they did was that they pulled out this fishing hook from the foot of the stuck. And then from there, you know, they showed them like how to help it a little bit. And they taught us like how to put like the fishing rod up that we were using, how to hook it properly so that it doesn't get tangled, like things like that. And it was just like in-person experiences or you know, like going to museums and having someone who's very knowledgeable in something explain them something that would have been a lot more different to explain myself without knowing it firsthand or, you know, just having these in-person teachers in all these different types of aspects or just learning about life experiences. You know, when we had our tire uh, in the RV, it blew and just seeing how that works. And it was just, I don't know, it's just been really fun and it's been really exciting for us. And a lot of times people are like, oh, what about that small space with four kids? And, and they actually really love it. They feel a lot more comfortable in it. And they have their own little nook where they play. They have a tool, uh, toy box where they have all their toys. And so they actually appreciate being in there. And sometimes people are like, you guys sit in the RV for a couple of days, you know, because we're just doing our thing and just um, spending time together. And they're just playing. And they're like, Are you, do they need to come out? Do you guys need to play or something? Because we, we, a lot of times we'll park in people's houses and we're like, oh, we're good. Sorry. We kind of just got caught up in our own thing. But it's like the space really isn't that big of a deal as long as no one's running 
when, of course, when you need to run, that's when we load parts and things like that. So it's been really awesome to have this opportunity to be able to do it and to have so many resources online to educate the family and to even just know where to find these. Because we we'd usually hit up all the free museums and the free activities and things like that to help on the budget in the meantime as we grow our business. But yeah, it's been, it's been really wonderful to do it and to experience these things. And I'm really excited to see what else we're going to experience because there's so many families that are already doing it. It's kind of surprising to know how many there really are. Well, you know, we were homeschooling parents back in the 80s. And I know my favorite part of it was the field trips, the guest speakers. You know, I, I wanted them to, just like you, to have as many rich and varied experiences as possible. And as you were talking, I realized this is so much easier. Your field trips are just part of your day and you're encountering people who have valuable information to share with your family everywhere you go. So it's just all built in. And then now, of course, you have all the online resources that weren't available back in the 80s. So it really does for people who love to travel. And I'm sure your children are enjoying themselves immensely. You mentioned that you know, the socialization aspect, that's the first objection you hear to homeschooling is, well, how do they learn to socialize? And you pointed out they're probably the most outgoing children (laughs) because you were saying that everywhere they go, they're making friends. Yeah, that's been so fun. They've actually been able to play with a wider range of friends now that we've been traveling than when we were living in a home. Like, they just go to parks and they make friends, you know, and, they, and they're begging me, like, can you keep in contact with their mom? And I'm like, I probably will never see her again. <laughs> but keeping in contact with my own friends through Facebook, it's so easy to be like, hey, which of my friends are here? And usually they have kids. And so it's, it's so easy to just meet up with friends along the way. So it's been really fun to do that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the biggest part of socializing is meeting new people and you know, and boy, they've got that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And road schooling, probably we had our homeschool. We were trying to match the hours of the local public school and yours, it sounds like it's 24 (laughs) seven. Yeah. Yeah. I do have the set, like things that they need to study. Like we're using Khan Academy for older two. And then my preschooler, she's actually doing an online preschool that is provided in Utah. And so the older two know that they need to do language arts and math and science and history. And then my oldest is really into coding right now. So she is, yesterday she actually stayed home from an activity that I went to with one of my other kids because she wanted to try coding. So she's kind of catching on to that one. Yeah, it's so nice because like there's so many free resources. Like people think it has to be so expensive. And so it just kind of, you just learn what there's out there and you just adapt it to what your family's like. Like some families really like to do books. And so some um, full-time families have their books, you know, and they have a spot for them. And then we really like to do like the electronic version of everything because it's just easier. You don't have to like use, you know, they'll have the weight, the books and things like that. But I mean, I get them their notebooks and papers and things like that. So we practice math on paper or they draw or write stories and things like that. And they're doing that on paper that I have available to them. So they're still practicing their handwriting, but we don't have to have all the books carry around. So that's really nice too. Which is definitely a plus when you are on the road. Yeah. And it makes sense. I'm happy to see digital copies, you know, again, why worry about storing a lot of papers and books, you know, Mm -hmm. 
save the trees yeah. and use <laughs> a digital copy. So, and of course, with your business, internet connection is no problem. You've got that. Tell us about your business. Now, first, I'm going to give you a testimonial. I don't understand that much about computers. I rely on my grandchildren to help me with technology. But Corinne and her husband cleaned and secured my desktop. And now it is running so much more smoothly. We had a a Zoom call, oh, what, a couple weeks ago. And it just kept freezing. And I, you know, told Corinne, you know, apologized. I think it's my internet connection. It's not really good. And she was saying, you know, it, it could be your desktop. So they did that, provided that service for me. My computer has been running so much more efficiently since. So I understand that part of your business that you clean and secure. I, not just, it's just any device, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can do cell phones, laptops, computers. You know, we haven't really had any much in need for helping others with uh, tablets. I mean, it, we, the software that we use can be used on it, but we haven't had that much experience with it. But definitely it's, you know, a possibility. But yeah, basically what we do is we have a mobile internet that we use. And we, so we bring it with us. And thankfully it's worked pretty much all over the U.S. where we've been so far. And uh, so we use that and then we have software that people will download onto their device and then it will ask them permission, like ask permission for us to connect. And so once that permission is granted, then we'll go through and then he has several programs that he uses to define the threats. Because the thing is that in like software, a lot of times though, it won't do everything. So sometimes you need like different types of software to kind of cover the holes with the other one might not be as strong. So that's why we always say we put layers of protection because sometimes, you know, just putting an antivirus or a security software, people think that, oh, work, that's good. But if you have another one to kind of back up that one, it kind of work together to help you be extra secure and protected. And so we will scan the device to find the threats that are there. And then what we do after that is that we will deep clean it because the thing is that there are a lot of antiviruses or even security software that will kind of like scan and then neutralize any threats that are on your devices that can be harmful. But what happens is that sometimes there's residue left over. It's kind of like doing a spring cleaning versus a light cleaning. So the light cleaning is the different types of software that you might have installed already, and they might keep you safe and kind of just do a light cleaning. but Sometimes there will be codes that get left behind that need to be kind of cleaned up that aren't doing anything, but the buildup of all that residue can cause your devices to be slow or not, you know, to freeze and things like that. So we get the deep cleaning and then we also will remove different apps. A lot of times we have apps on our devices and we're like, what is this, you know? So we go through and we will help you select the ones that you're not using and that also helps it run faster when it's not so, um, the storage is not so full. So we do that. And then after that, we will set up to make sure it doesn't go back to the same state that it was in the beginning. And so we do that. And the nice thing is that it's all done remotely. So some people will want to sit and watch and ask questions. And then other people are kind of like, oh, I got to go do something. And so it's nice because you don't have to take it somewhere and you don't have to, you know, schedule your day around drop off and pick up and things like that. It's just kind of done right there in your home. And so it's a lot more convenient, especially if you have a mom with their like kids and things. 
yeah. was like loading up kids and car seats and stuff. That's what was so intriguing to me is you provided this service. I live in Utah and I think you were on the East Coast at the time. So we were in different time zones and it was great. I didn't have to move the desktop anywhere and it was done so quickly and efficiently. It, you know, I just, yeah, I just went about my business for the day and, and it was a great service. Now, is that the only service that your business offers? So we're kind of focusing on that and then also helping families with content filters. So we have a different options that people can take. So we can do a customized content filter where we can go in and you can tell us exactly what you want and we set it up for you and you don't have to worry about it. But there's other families that like to do things like time limits or have like the internet like on and off or, you know, things like that at certain times. And so we also like refer other types of products that you can get. Some of them can be monthly. Some of them can be blocking ads and contents. Other ones can be, you know, doing time limits and you can add time if you wanted to, like for them to be able to be on the internet for certain devices. And then it also blocks content. So we have a few options that we have. We have tried ourselves and we have liked to use. And so we also do that. And we can do other IT things as well, but that's kind of our focus of our business is because I find that that is what most people need and what helps people the most right now. And I think it's so critical for families. You know, we live in a day when you can find anything, literally anything on the internet. And while it's a wonderful tool for a road schooling family, and it's also a dangerous weapon. In my background as an educator, I know of the damage it can do. I'm I'm familiar with research that has shown that children who are exposed to pornography at a very young age lose that ability. Their brain loses that connection of empathy. They're no longer able to see others as human beings. They just see them as objects. And it does serious damage not to mention the addictive properties. So parents are wise. And do you have some advice for parents on, you know, I think every home has a computer now and, and there are video games and movies and shows and just about anything. Do you have any tips that you found effective for managing that exposure for your children? Definitely. Like, so we originally had not started doing that, but I actually was in two different events where I heard the CEO of Operation Underground Railroad speak. And what he does is he started this uh, nonprofit organization to save people and children who are, you know, in sex slavery or human trafficking. And I just, when I heard him, I just have never felt so moved and passionate about finding a way to help something so horrible as what he is trying to help people with. And so I was like, what can we do? What can we do? You know, we, a lot of these issues has something to do with computers and the internet. So what can we do? And as I was researching further and further, that was the biggest issue is pornography. Like that these people, they are exposed to it at a young age. And a lot of times it's by accident and they keep it quiet and they have this addiction and they, you know, it grows. And then they get to the point why seeing adults in the pornography is not enough. So then they start seeing like younger and younger ages. And then after that, it's still not enough. 
And so then you have a lot of American people who will actually go to other countries and pay to have time with children. You know, they buy these kids and and it's like this addiction, it could have been prevented from the beginning. It wouldn't cause all of this horrible things that are happening now. I mean, it is such a plague. Right now, the numbers are astronomical. Like, I can't even remember what they are right now, but it's so high. And it's a, something that no one really, like, is aware of until you start, like, seeing all of the, the statistics. And so when I heard that, I said, you know, we need to start helping from the beginning. So he's helping people that are already in this, you know, horrible place in, in this slavery. And so I said, we need to stop it from the beginning. And I just keep hearing stories of people saying like, oh, I saw it by accident or something popped up or things like that. And so I'm like, we need to have this campaign of just really helping people understand the importance of protecting their families, because sometimes it's even an adult that gets exposed to something and the addiction starts. And so something that really has been important in our family is there's two things. I mean, you can put the content filters in place. There's a lot of options and, you know, we can suggest the ones that we'd like to use, but you also have to have the conversations because I feel like if you don't have the conversations, you know, kids can get around anything, especially if they know how to work their way around a computer or any type of device, they will go around it if they don't have those values in place. So you have to have the content filter in place so that it's not an accidental exposure, but then at the same time, you need to be having rules and conversations with the kids as a family so that we can discuss, you know, what we need to do. And actually last night, we actually had a conversation with the kids because they have a lot of friends that want to play a certain game. And so we were having a discussion about why I don't feel comfortable with that game. And so then I kind of just took the moment to say, okay, so if you guys ever did see something that makes you feel scared or it makes you feel bad or it does, you feel very uncomfortable, I said, what would you do? And, you know, immediately they say, like, we turn it off and go get an adult or put it down, you know, that's that kind of thing. And so it's like that confidence that they have to speak with an adult about it and they, they can like confide in close adults. That's something so important because most of the time the kids that have issues with being trapped in human trafficking are the ones that don't have that relationship with someone. They don't have someone they can go to and talk to or they don't feel like they are valued in their home. And so they look for that outside. And so I also highly recommend, besides having conversations with their families, that everyone takes the training that they have on Operation Underground Railroad. It helps you be able to identify people that can become victims very easily and also help you discover people who are already in that crime, like that are participating or victims of it. And so I also highly suggest that because it's something that we all need to be aware of and that we all need to be helping with. I totally agree. I've also had the opportunity to hear Tim Ballard speak. And just so, like you, I make a monthly contribution. And because the work he does is so important, and I've recently understand he's partnering with other nonprofits to help rehabilitate these children. You know, once they're rescued from that life, they need to rebuild a life of their own and how critical that is. But I love what you're doing. Let's just prevent it. Let's just not even get it started. And, and you're right. It starts at a very young age. So parents definitely need to be vigilant. <clears throat> very important. Well, Corinne, how do people contact you? What's the best way to find out about, more about your business, your services, and 
how they can get the protection they need for their family in addition to better functioning <laughs> devices. <laughs> devices, yeah. So on my personal Facebook, I have been trying to create videos for people to um, be educated in ways that they can protect themselves and how to avoid having threats and things like that. So, and I've also did like a little training for parents for what you can do to protect your kids and what things that can be done as a family. So that is one place that you can go onto my personal Facebook. and Corinne Antigua. Just search that. Corinne Antigua Fuentes or Corinne Fuentes Antigua. I can't remember right now. But that's, um, yeah, that's, you can do it on there. And then also we have a, um, our website, which is uh, fivechecktech.com, but it's uh, with a number five. So it's number fivechecktech.com. And that has a little bit of information on our services. And then eventually I need to start doing more blogs because we were, I was blogging a little bit and then I kind of, Pause for a while, so I'm going to get back to doing that to be able to write the information that I've been sharing in videos. And then also, we have a phone number that people are welcome to text. I think texting is the easiest thing. Phone calls are hard because you never know who is going to call you if it's like those spam calls. So our phone number is four three five nine 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 zero two three zero, and um, we are both Spanish speakers. So. If anybody has an, uh, needs that are in Spanish, I'm learning Portuguese, but um, yeah, definitely Spanish is our strong language. So they can do that there. But Facebook is probably the easiest way, but definitely phone is okay, good too. And Messenger on Facebook is also great. Okay, wonderful. Well, Corinne, thank you for your time. And I see that that, that looks like the, your RV over your shoulder. You're in the car in, <laughs> in front of your home. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to show you very well, but yeah, we definitely, uh -huh. I came over here so that I could speak freely without waking kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time in the early morning. And it was about, you know, we trying to coordinate our schedules and being at different ends of the country. And this is what worked out. So thank you so much and safe travels. Have a great day. You too. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week. And thanks for listening. <laughs>